0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale.
1: Welcome to the deep dive. We are going to do a poo-poo platter of uh, handicapping talk today. Uh, there's a ton to a ton going on uh, in the world of sports. Tony Romo is going to win a golf tournament. Uh, should we start there? <laughs> Andy, how you doing this Wednesday?
0: When someone—that's all I can think of—I posted the meme chat of it, but that's all I can think of is Kevin from The Office. When someone <laughs> gives you ten thousand to one odds, you take that back You take it. That's yes. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If John Mellencamp wins an Oscar, I'm going to be a really rich dude. <laughs> no, that's. Uh, it's funny, and it's funny, like because he he shot like. The last time out, he missed the cut. He shot very high. He's not going to – he's not likely to make the cut, even according to the bet. And, like, the one book is advertising that, you know, the, he's, like, their biggest – not not just liability, because it More doesn't take much to be a liability. Played. Yeah, he right. Yeah. And the, and the tickets. He's, like, the ticket leader and the money leader. So I guess people are following that advice. <laughs> I mean, you put ten bucks on it, whatever for a laugh, and and boy, yeah. it would be nuts if he if he did it on Sunday. Like, that'd be a hell of a sweat. If there was ever a golf ticket that you actually could hedge, there's one, but uh, even <laughs> that would be tough if, with multiple people. But yeah, it's fun. I got my plays in. It was weird. It was a chalky week. Like, I I was I was looking at my how I put my golf numbers together and. Uh, it was starting to feel like it was college basketball season all over. It's like, oh, I, I guess I just play dogs in this also. Because I played almost all, like seven out of eight were dogs. And then this week, all I wanted to do was take the favorites big time and take them at the minus one and a half like the, I don't know if it's run line and baseball and puck line and hockey and it's stone line and curling. Is it? Is there something for golf when you bet the minus one and a half in a matchup?
1: Yeah, it's a stroke line. It's the stroke. It's, it's the stroke line.
0: <laughs> stroke line sounds pretty dirty. <laughs> <laughs> it's either way. yeah. I I made mean, yeah. I mean I made mean, I mean, I mean, ten matchup bets. Mm, okay, and nine of them are on the stroke line.
1: I okay. Now, granted, now I know that there are some very sharp players that help shape these um, matchup lines in golf, um, and. Clearly, uh, you know, not it, but you know, but they, they put up enough that not everyone gets a ton of action, right? Like there's probably these, there's, these are probably pretty softly bet into markets and, and, you know, I have this philosophy when it comes to like handicapping the Olympics matchups, handicapping some of the hot dog eating matchups. Like these are like poorly informed matchup markets where if you're, ta- you know, they're, they're probably pretty darn close to 50, 50. And if you're getting plus money on any given side, like that's probably plus EV. Um, I think that you know, we talked about cognitive biases on Monday. I suspect that there's an anchoring bias when people see a golf matchup and they see a guy is favored over another guy that they assume that, oh, okay, well, he has a better chance to win then. And they kind of start their handicap there. And that might kind of, you know, influence some of this line movement. And so I, you know, knowing nothing else about that, that's exactly
0: where I was last week. That's where I was last week. I was in, I was in that exact frame of mind. Like, oh, I'm just all these plus one, you know, plus one ten, plus one twenty dogs. Like, this is, this is gonna work out if I can find the right ones. But then yeah. this week it's, and I'm getting plus number odds because I'm betting minus one and a half strokes. And I yeah. think it's, it's like we did talk about in the cognitive biases as far as the, the selling point, selling stroke, selling runs thing. I think getting a plus number because just, um, and you know, shout out, I, I will say to my boy, James, JD, J at J maz, whatever. I can't think of his full Twitter <laughs> handle. We've had him on here. He posts golf plays. If you don't follow him, he posts a lot more golf plays than me. He does a lot of great stuff with outrights rights and first round leaders and stuff. But he he's kind of my behind the scenes, you know, golf mentor helping me out uh, to find good information on you he's know your, the previews yeah, on courses he's your, and stuff. Easier swing,
1: co- he's your swing he's coach,
0: easier swing coach. He's my he's my Butch Harmon. Okay, and All right. uh, he he's been great with some stuff too. And in. Like it's nice when I I ask him like hey this is what I'm coming up with this week he's like yeah it's it's that kind of tournament like the guy that won this tournament last year went 23 under no so it's, oh my it's God. kind of yeah oh. <laughs> it, it's, oh. uh, it's kind of a full, full links course that like you need to get up there you need to get some birdie shots and you need to make them it's gonna be a lot of guys going low apparently so well it's let a me fun ask you for the DFS guys yeah.
1: What, no, yeah, I, was, right. I, I, had,
0: I had a point here. I lost it. Although, oh, and the point was he did some back testing on like we thought about that. We we looked into that. We've talked about this in other sports. We talk about it with key numbers in the NFL and how other sports do not have key numbers. And some of my original reasoning when I was starting to look at golf matchups was looking at those plus one and a halves because if you bet plus one and a half in the NBA, if you bet plus one and a half in baseball. Um, you know, there's, there's a non, there's a 0% chance you're going to win on a tie. Like those, those are sports that cannot end in ties. Hockey, you know, hockey is different. A lot of that's three way, but, uh, in golf, I mean, unless you win or you're one of the leaders, like, and I don't even know how a playoff counts towards matchups. match cups. I that's something I should look into, but I'm like, isn't there a lot more ties because, you know, you see like 18 guys tied for second or fourth or however it is in some of the bigger fields. And and James is like, I mean, no. I mean, it, it seems like that way, but like the odds that those two people tied are the two people from the matchup aren't as good because it, it is a big field. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of people that tie, but you're not getting matchups for it. Every combination, every person, like good point. The, the odds of ties happening just aren't that great. And he did some back testing and found like how often you know a matchup, a matchup lands on one stroke or tied. So I mean, if you do like somebody in golf, and we're gonna, he's hopefully he does more of it, so I don't have to. But I've been I've been grabbing screenshots of every matchup available in every book before yeah. these tournaments now, and I'm going to start doing back testing and front testing and side testing on on this as far as if you think one golfer is better than the other golfer, and you should almost certainly be betting the minus one and a half, I think, because the price difference between that is is great enough to sell those strokes and not worry about winning by one or you know getting your refund on a push. I just don't think it's common enough to make up for the price. And, like, uh, I, I, you know, after we talked about it, it's funny how that got brought up between him and I the other day after we had the, the cognitive biases episode. Like, I didn't realize he'd done that testing. And it's interesting. It's like some of the testing you did in the NBA as far as yeah. when yeah. you sell your points compared to not selling it. So just yeah. something to think about going forward. I'm going to continue to. Try to bet something this summer because Christ, it's mm. not football yet.
1: Right, I know, man. Um, well, speaking of matchups and speaking of testing, I was, you know, I, I do this every year where I just grab all of the matchups available at one of the uh, the well known offshore books for the Kentucky Derby horses um, because I always kind of play this theory there too. Like I look for five plus monies in the matchups and just hit five and like yeah, three three out of these five will probably hit. Well, uh, this this week, I mean, yeah, this year's. Uh, course matchups out of fifty six that got posted, seventy five percent of the plus monies hit, and so literally, I you know I, I think there is merit to this for markets that are poorly informed and poorly shaped, um, you know where the favorite, uh, the appearance of a favorite. Uh, does drive some of the action like the opposite of long shot bias that you see sometimes in other sports like tennis and soccer um so keep that in mind for the preakness coming up next week uh which will be a smaller field so fewer matchups but without a doubt there will still be some opportunities to try to take advantage of that
0: um and i wonder you brought up a point about like how soft a market is or if maybe how much it's getting bet into and i would think if you are a sharp guy, which I am not going to claim to be at all in golf, I'm just kind of fooling around with it right now. But if you're a sharp guy in golf, and I guess I'd like to hear from some of the people I talk to about golf, like, do you think maybe you could do that much better on some of these, you know, this, whatever it is, the Byron Nelson, you know, we've, we just had the masters. You've got another big one coming up in a couple weeks. Maybe the casual betters aren't betting matchups in the Byron Nelson classics, maybe a couple outrights here or there, like there probably is a softness to that market. And the, you know, the Preakness isn't the same. Obviously it's still a triple crown race, but I would say the volume from casual bettors betting the Derby compared to the Preakness is a huge difference. Like, uh, yeah. You, uh, yeah. And you know what thing is? It's still you getting that pretty compared right. to your normal races.
1: You know what this is? It's missing the wisdom of the crowd, right? Like because there's just there's not enough volume, not enough liquidity to have like a relatively efficient price in these markets. Is my opinion. Like, yeah, there may be some sharp players who are doing very well handicapping these, but effectively their odds after you know after the kind of the openers are, are bet into, and and we see kind of numbers solidify. Like that just reflects like maybe one guy's you know, model, right? Like, it's not like really reflecting like, Oh, the wisdom of the crowds to a degree where you would start to see, uh, you know, some of these numbers take a little bit more, you know, of an efficient shape. And so it'll be fascinating to see how this plays out. I can't wait to hear some of your results, but I like your strategy of kind of identifying some of these underdogs with value, uh, and, uh, letting the chaos reign because sure enough, there's a lot of uncertainty in golf. Let me ask you real quick. Did you account at all for the fact that the PGA championship is next week? Uh, which is out of the norm uh, for this time of year?
0: Uh, I didn't because I have no idea how. Like I'm just sure. going to be super honest about that. I guess, I mean, it's still good prize money. And I, I guess, again, maybe I'm, I should be writing these questions down for the people I talk to about golf. Like, is there something to be said for trying to stay in good form? You know, it's not like uh, tapering for running or swimming where, man, I better not go play a bunch of golf. I could get really tired for the big tournament. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, great. I mean, these guys do have to walk 7,200 plus, you know, that's just the length of the hole. They do have to walk quite a bit. It is, it is demanding and it's, it's mentally taxing. I'm sure playing at a high level like this, but I, I don't think it's the same as like, uh, you know, like I said, marathon running or something as far sure. as I need to take a few weeks off before, you know, there's, there's definitely probably an advantage to staying in form and playing well. So I wouldn't think guys are just going to this tournament and mailing it in. I, I wonder if you could ex- exploit something, you know, obviously I play just the, the, this, the tournament long matchups. I did dabble in day to day stuff when we had the Masters, and I might look at that too. But maybe there's something to be said for that. Somebody who has you know a bigger tournament coming up, and they have just a garbage day one. Like, are they just going to mail it in day mail two? It you in. know, yeah. do you, do right, you right, go, right, right, right. go all out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what do you Do you go in and mail uh, all in just to try to make the cut. At a you know middle of the season tournament in Texas, we see it in tennis. You, 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 know, you get your mind. No, it's exactly. That's a great example. You get you your see mind it right, in tennis, man. You know, just go out there, try to play okay, work on your game a little, miss the cut, play. You know, go four over and just work on some stuff. Go home and get ready for the next week, and that'll that'll be interesting. Maybe I'll take a look at that. And yeah, I don't wanna... know how many people normally withdraw, from the tournament, but there was like I won. Two uh, two or three of my matchups I won on withdrawals, mm. which it's not like. Oh man, am I glad they withdrew because now I win. Like they were, they were already like plus eight on the first or second day. Like those matchups were gonna win anyway. But I, I wonder what the you know what the frequency of withdrawals and ten in golf is at some of these smaller tournaments like this. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, the, the I tennis example you, is a great yeah,
1: example. The week before a slam. Like if you are, if you're someone who's very diligent about using some sort of model or some sort of specific handicapping approach for tennis, the week before a slam is a great week to take off. And the reason is exactly sort of what we're setting up here for golf, uh, a guy that might be favored. You Motivation. Know, match. All over, Mo- yeah. All he loses, you, you lose, he loses set one and rather than, Oh fuck, now I got to grind out a three setter. Like. You know, he's he's packing his bags. He's taking his picking his checkup, and he's heading to Roland Garros, right? Like, there's no way a guy is you know grinding it out in Geneva, oh, yeah. Switzerland, for you know for for whatever you know to get to the quarterfinals from the round of you know round of sixteen uh, after he loses set yeah. one. So it's a good it's a good time here yeah, to, 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 to skip back article. altogether or to, to look for others. Yeah. There was.
0: You can't – you know, well, a lot of U.S. books, you're not going to be able to go to the low, low, low levels. But, I mean, European books, anything, you know, the stuff you can get in Canada, some of that stuff. You can bet – especially the Aussie and Euro books. You can bet ITF and, like, the real low-level tennis. Like, that stuff is super tricky. I can't remember the article, but it was basically said, like, there was a case where the guy – the guy was looking at his tournament or whatever and like the difference in the prize money between winning his next match would wouldn't be enough to cover the cost of switching his plane tickets <laughs> He didn't expect to make it that far and he already had his plane tickets. You know, he wasn't like, yeah. he wasn't that good. He didn't think he'd get that far in the tournament. So he, he was able to save money by booking tickets to the next city, the next tournament. And like the change fee for the, tur- for the tickets was more than it would be if he won one more round. Like, you have to, you have to sit and think about that. Like I'm going to lose money by winning this tennis match here in this tournament because the prize money is really st- small on the lower levels it is a grind for those guys yeah you see sure. that the world rankings go down they're like you know there's people ranked like 1200 you know those those guys are grinding it down on the low levels it, and and that's stuff like that's just information that very few people are going to have and you'll see some very odd results at the lower level and i mean we've talked about this in the past there's there's rampant match fixing in some of these yeah the lower uh, levels especially
1: Yeah, right, right, right. And you know, and I for for the the
0: same reason the the prize money is so low. If somebody offers them, you know, it it doesn't take that much money to fix a match for some of these people because the prize money is so low.
1: No, and actually like the studies and you know, the 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 handful of times that we've had clear and concise evidence of and and fixing has been exposed, um guys are taking like two to four K to fix. And then the guy, the syndicates who are behind it are turning around and profiting to the tune of like five, five six figures. Like it's, it's really uh, pretty wild. I say, I wouldn't, I shouldn't say six. I, I, the only examples I know of like the syndicates were in the 20 to 40 uh, to 60 K range, what they ended up netting uh, across their outs. And and the guy that actually did the fixing got like two to four K he basically, you got, got a tip, <laughs> right? Like it's uh it's pretty Pretty crazy how that yeah. shit goes down. Um
0: and, and and, it's know, all very interesting now because of the yeah, the way that I mean, just uh I sound like an old person now with the internet, but just <laughs> the fact that everything is connect you Well, know, just the you know, the fact that everything is connected now, it's pretty quickly identified. Yes. If there's a small match in a small tournament with a small player and all of a sudden There's a hundred times the volume, a thousand times the normal amount of money placed on a match and it wins. Like that guy's getting investigated instantly. And it doesn't matter how far you spread that money out at a bunch of different books. They all, it's all, it's all connected. And everybody knows people find out in a hurry. And then that guy, that's where, if you're listening, you know, Tennis grinders out there don't do it because it's so easy to get busted.
1: It's so easy. It really is. um Yeah, and he, the TIU put out that report sure. where they were like, "Here's our tips oh, for yeah. how you should go about like fixing this problem," and they were so misguided. They were so they were so bad. Like they were literally like, "Yep, you gotta sever advertising deals between sports books and some of these smaller tournaments." And it was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" It was like. You know, you need to forge not gonna an absolute yet. you need to forge an absolutely airtight relationship between the bookmakers who are you are getting the information in real time and no liabilities and can spot inconsistencies. You need an airtight relationship between oh. those people and the regulators. Like you like do like you you should not force it can you, in can you imagine deeper that? into a black market. It's so backwards.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine the, the tennis officials being so hand in hand with the sports books that they can be told before the match starts. Like, hey, this is we suspicious. have some very, yes. we have some very suspicious betting patterns on this. And can you imagine the official hat? Like, that would be something I'd love to see. Go out there and just chew a guy's ass. Yeah. Like, hey, guess what? They're like, you so know, here, you, you, yes. y- y- there was some wild ass betting. I-, I can't accuse you of anything right now, but yes. the moment. I see a lack of effort from here. We're going to have some problems. Yeah. You because lose the if, you, first set, if you throw this right. match.
1: Yeah. You lose the first set and the umpire gets down from his chair and hands you a TIU notice. Like like tomorrow morning, you'll be at this place and you'll answer for what happened in this match. Because two and two, we, put, we just put yeah, it together right there, right there. If you're my
0: 400 favorite. Yeah. You, you want to nip it in the bud. faulting. Boom. every Boom. boom. You're, you're throwing in two double faults. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you you it should be identified, and that that's going to be the quickest way to stop those guys. Like, if if uh, you know if oh, yeah the f- officials that are governing sport, like you said, are you know tightly informed by the sports folks Like, hey, this is probably fixed. You should go yell at this guy. I'd like that. Yeah, because yeah. Right. I hate being. I love being on a. I like I like knowing when it's happening, but we of don't course. get that information enough.
1: Right, occasionally we do, but not enough. Anyway, um the uh the, the yeah, the other thing is that like it takes way too long to adjudicate this stuff. Like The guy, you know, Marco Cecchinato, who was a semifinalist in the French Open last year and is still playing a ton of tennis on tour right now and is expected to be, you know, another contender, you know, for to do something at, uh, you know, at the, you know, through the clay swing this season uh, is, you know, is very, very deeply embroiled in a massive scandal that looks extremely bad for him. Uh, and it's been like three years that they've been investigating this, and he still has not had his day in front of the Tiu, where they've compiled all the evidence and levied some decision to him. And in the meantime, there's a lot of suspicious shit going on in this guy's matches. Like you can't, you like once you know, like you can't watch it and be like, "Wow, huh?" So he got bageled in the first set again. That's weird. Uh, you know, like this is it's it's impossible to dissociate the two. They need to absolutely you know they need to what do you call it um uh prioritize speed of dealing with these situations like they have the right idea in terms of levying punishments like people are getting lifetime bans like that's freaking serious uh, you know but it's taking so long to adjudicate this that a guy can rack up enough career earnings that he's ready to retire anyway by the time they hand down the goddamn ban, so it's it's really it's really wild that they don't have. Yeah, don't it is know,
0: taking okay. too long.
1: It's really wild that they don't have like the fundamentals figured out on this yet, uh, which makes me think that they don't really care to get them figured out. To be honest with you, because you know, like the, it made bad big headlines, big news. A bunch of people at the Australian Open were you know embroiled in TIU scandal, and then that was that was two. Australian opens ago that that report got dropped and that we knew that there were 11 players being investigated to this day. We have no freaking clue who was involved other than the suspicions of the people who pay especially close attention to the markets and the volumes and the unusual, you know, betting activity. So it's, it's wild. Anyway. um, The, uh, let's Let's move on to tennis, I guess.
0: We're halftime here here at uh... Eh, not really. We'll save them for the French Open. Okay. But uh, you want to? Should we do like a kind of a half-assed NBA reset, like where we're at? Yeah. Like yes. what you bet. How bad? Yeah. How bad it yeah, went? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Like yesterday. How you yesterday feel about? It like, so we're we're awful. sitting here. It's half time in the Milwaukee game. When you're listening to this, that game will be over, and either Boston got their shit together and Kyrie learned how to shoot, or Milwaukee <laughs> will be in the Eastern Conference Finals after. One good game out of Boston. That was the ultimate. in, Holy shit, this is going to be a series. And then, I mean, if Milwaukee holds on, it obviously was not. Uh, we got the Houston Golden State game. What's Golden State, six point favorite at home, heading back? Uh, I don't really know what to make of that one, I guess.
1: Yeah. It like, might just be a
0: home and away series, Rico. Okay, no so let's... nobody gives up home court.
1: Okay, let's save some hot takes on um, on Boston and Philly for next week. Next NBA, week, I want to yeah. do a full on NBA episode on Wednesday. Uh, we'll get a do guy, it. yeah, guy, a guy that I, I like talking to behind the scenes a ton about NBA. Uh, get some takes on where yeah. do Boston and Philly go now? Because I think Boston and Philly are done, um, and they're they're fascinating and compelling stories about where they go now um I thought Boston was going to be a hell of a lot more competitive. I thought that they had a coaching advantage no. which has completely dematerialized like for for sure uh, Brad Stevens has virtually no control over what's going on with the you know with the shot distribution on this team. Uh, I think it would have been pretty painfully obvious that if he did have some control then Kyrie's uh, usage would be down but it's gone up. Uh, in in spite of his inefficiency staying very, very low. Um, and actually, this is kind of a theme that you can see in the NBA across smaller point guards, like in the second round. Like if you can put uh, you know a wing defender on your smaller point guard, like he's not going to get his shots as easily. Like Will – I mean, um, what's his name? He now? has
0: no assists.
1: It's amazing. He has zero it's, it's assists
0: and le- 11 missed shots at halftime.
1: Incredible. That's it's incredible. That's yeah, not what no you one, want out no, of your he's, he's of his certain stock. guard. No, he's he's hurt his reputation and his stock tremendously this uh this cycle. Um, the team looked more fluid, more competitive, and went farther last year without him. Uh, they were a game away from going to the NBA finals with a team that did not include him and get Gordon Hayward. And yet here we sit. And granted, this is it's stupid that to really hold this run. up. It's stupid to hold it up as a comparison to this um, this team in this series because the East has gotten substantially better. Uh, Giannis has taken an enormous leap in terms of his ability to control a playoff series. Uh, he looked lost in game one against the Celtics. He did not look like he had kind of an idea of how to use his physicality and his aggressiveness to dominate the game. He figured it out. In the second quarter of Game Two, and it has been on a completely lopsided mismatch ever since. Um, and you know, it's it's uh, it's really going to be a I mean, it's going to be a fascinating Easter Conference Finals if Toronto goes through as well. Uh, Kawhi Leonard has been playing at an otherworldly level, but I'm nervous as hell as a Toronto backer. Because he looks like he's getting tired. I'm seeing no signs of fatigue whatsoever in Giannis. Giannis looks like he can do this for another four weeks, uh, just you know, playing absolutely out of his mind like this. Leonard,
0: it's that Mediterranean diet. Yeah,
1: Leonard's been carrying a lot of the load, though. He really carried this Toronto team. Yeah, I think to I think you're right. Like they do, they, they have need otherwise. Game Six. They need it bad. Like, they really. They
0: do. don't. They well. They, well, they, yeah, they need to just—they need to tie this up now. Like a game seven, obviously. Game seven also has the chance of you not advancing, obviously, but <laughs> like just playing one more, playing one more game, one extra travel game, everything yeah. like that. Like yeah. that, it's like you said, he he is looking a little gassed at times, hands on I, his yeah. knees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting 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 this game six done tomorrow would be uber important to making the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. I'm expecting, and I'm, yeah, and I mean, I'm, I I'm
1: expecting it. The Sixers, the Sixers look so. lost. The They're the Sixers, only like the coach, a two-point favorite, right? The Sixers coach has used all he used all of his bullets way too early in the series, and he's got nothing left. Joel Embiid, uh, we talked about this heading into this series, why we were not expecting him to be impactful over the course of the series uh, because of the knee injuries he sustained through, uh, you know, like March and April, really after the really the All Star game. He must've done something in the all-star game. He missed a bunch of time afterwards. His conditioning was never really good. And so you knew as these series got tighter uh, and they were playing every other game that he was going to have a difficult time finding, you know, contribute, you know, contributing to, to the Sixers efforts. Uh, and it all goes through him right now because Ben Simmons has not shown the ability to create offense, especially in this series where they have a nice matchup for him. Uh, and um, you know, Jimmy Butler is kind of the only guy that's really doing anything to warrant you know, consideration of, uh, of being a kind of a top tier player in this series. And, uh, you know, for whatever everyone says and what we can tell he's, you know, not long for Philadelphia. So it's, it's, it's fascinating to see, um, you know, how Philadelphia went from up to one people, you know, expecting, oh man, we really do have it together. The process is, you know, is is finally coming to fruition and it fell apart so damn fast, so fast. And, you know, a lot of it, in my opinion, at least is on the back of, you know, the fact that Embiid's not in in good shape right now. And, you know, he's suffering from quote unquote illnesses, which, you know, to me is just he's run he's run the hell down. uh,
0: Shitty conditioning.
1: Shitty conditioning. And
0: that's what happens.
1: That's what happens when you drink pitchers of Shirley Temples uh, for dinner every night. So um, do you remember that story about Embiid? getting room yeah, service yeah. to so, tell he was a rookie of getting a picture of Shirley samples. <laughs> I love that shit. Anyway, um, that said, Embiid had a great season and he's an absolutely dominant player and you can build a team around him that can compete because as going back to my, I don't know, one of my original thesis points about the NBA playoffs and what it's telling us, small guards aren't getting it done, man. Kyrie's not getting it done. Uh, Curry's not getting it done. Uh, Dame Lillard's not getting it done. Like, if you don't have size at the guard John position, retire when the goat <laughs> that's a great point. Mugsy Bogues, I haven't heard from Game him in forever. Him yeah, I haven't heard from it. Done. Who's the other was Web. Spud Web? Done. Done. D-U-N. Done. Spud um, <laughs> yeah,
0: you like, just knew as- like every week there's a Spud Web reference. Wow, that was hard left field. <laughs>
1: So um, it's uh, it's kind of coming to into focus a little bit, and kind of makes you wonder, like, what's the right role for Kyrie Irving at this point in the iteration of the game of basketball? Like, if you can find a lockdown defender, sure. and uh, you know, let's Nuggets Nuggets Blazers is a perfect example. Like, Dan Lillard has had not even close to the contributions that he had in the OKC series, and almost all of it can be attributed to the fact that they found a perfect defensive matchup putting gary harris on him constantly and once you you know you you know it's it's a puzzle the seven game series is a puzzle and each coach is trying to figure out how to get his lineups worked out and get his matchups offensive and defensively worked out and once a piece of the puzzle comes into play like you can legitimately just take a guy out of a series like like it's like it's not it's not rational or reasonable to expect that Ben Simmons is just going to have an amazing game in game six. It's not rational or reasonable to think Dame Lillard is just going to Offensive. I have an offensive explosion in Game Six because the opposing coaches have found amazing ways of taking these guys out of games, uh, and you know it's it's not a great uh, not a great sign for the small guards in the league. All of the Dame Lillard's, and I'm sorry for him because he was so spectacular in that first series, and he's he's a great player to pull for. Like he's a he's a great guy, and his moment of hitting that series clinching shot was probably might go down as the most exciting and fantastic moment of basketball for the entirety of 2019. Oh my god, right? like it was unbelievable.
0: unbelievable. This is a whole whole interesting subgenre because all I can think of is our conversation about pass rushers. And yeah, I think yeah. and I think like people people are so used to because the rules of the game in any of the major sports don't change drastically, even over decades and half centuries. But I think it's understated how quickly all of our, all of our major sports evolve. Like, like you talk about, uh, you talk about the the smaller guards. We talk about like the spray charts, uh, not spray charts, but shot charts in the NBA, like the mid range jumper, how it just, it went into extinction overnight once people fi- figured it out and and it just does make me think of like how teams have been able to figure out how to completely neutralize a pass rush with something that's not an offensive lineman mm-hmm. like it yeah. is or or just how you know the run the running game has become an an inefficiency for the offense rather than <laughs> yes. an attribute and yes. In in a lot of points, like it is crazy. Like this might be a whole topic we need to dive into. It's just the evolution of each of the sports and and yeah. like how quickly it happens, and you're not you're not even noticing it until all of a sudden be like, man, oh, they take happens. a lot of threes now, huh?
1: <laughs> 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 wow, that's like, uh, they're sure are shooting a lot of threes. Yeah. Um, okay, so... So you uh, mean
0: you take two steps back and yeah, it's worth right. 150% more?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should get guys who can do that a lot. Um, yeah, like, okay, and so, then
0: you think about it later and be like, oh, yeah, the the mid-range jumper was kind of stupid.
1: It was kind of Like, your,
0: your risk or reward.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and the other thing that's pretty obvious, at least in, and one of the reasons that the small guards aren't as effective, uh, in this round of the playoffs, is because the teams that are doing well have excellent rim protection. Really, really makes a difference. Yeah. And I, you know, you completely lose sight of that through the regular season. Just like how, kind of, you know, defense doesn't matter at all as far as regular season handicapping for the most part, but kind of does in the playoffs. Uh, in the same sort of, same sort of deal with. Uh, well, yeah, if, you know, if they can't drive
0: protection. to the rack, you know, at will. Yeah. If you have rim protection, they can't. It takes away. It takes away that, and it takes away the the out. If you're not worried about that, you you lose other parts of the game. It's and it's like Kyrie tonight with his zero assists at halftime.
1: (laughs) Yeah, is he made? I I think.
0: And I think there's only. I read a stat. There was only three shots taken off a direct pass from him as well. Like and they all obviously missed. Yeah, like he's wow. he's not even getting good setups for uh, you know assist opportunities. So
1: it's not like his guys are even letting I'm not, him down. You know, recording? Right now, just, I'm not watching. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not
0: watching at the moment.
1: That's okay. Um, okay, so uh, thoughts, predictions, concerns about. I raccoons. want your hot
0: takes on hockey.
1: Oh wait, no, no, I, I, we, <laughs> we got kidding. no, no, no. We can't, we can't get off this. We'll get into a hockey. Second. We can't get off this for a second because we. I, I, I need, I need two thoughts from you. Uh, you were always more bullish on the Bucks than I was. Okay. I thought I didn't think they had the experience. I didn't think the supporting cast around. So, um... I, I didn't think the supporting cast around Giannis was good enough to to take them to the finals. I am starting to be very concerned about the Raptors getting it done because now I think that is about flipping on its head. <laughs> like now I'm worried about the experience of Coach Nick Nurse because uh, he's done some couple of things that were a little head scratching in the in the Sixers series, and I'm worrying about. Kawhi is being kind of carrying too much of the load for Toronto, uh, and then you know that that the Bucks are actually going to coast their way to the finals. You you share those sentiments, and and if so, if I'm holding an enormous position on Raptors at plus three hundred ish, what is my play if we see a series line open Milwaukee minus one eighty, Toronto plus one fifty or something like that?
0: Is that the line you're predicting? I think yeah. it'll be a lot closer. No, really? I don't think it'll be that big. Really? I don't know. You think Toronto's going to get that disrespectful?
1: Here's how it's going to go down. I think Milwaukee ends tonight. I think um, Toronto ends tomorrow night. And then I think game one of the Eastern Conference finals is on Sunday. And I'm expecting... Milwaukee minus 180, Toronto plus 150, or something in that ballpark. And oh, I wouldn't even no. expect there. I wouldn't even I don't know. That maybe that maybe, maybe
0: I, I don't maybe you're better at guessing. I, I'm I was thinking like minus one forty, minus one fifty. Like I would expect Milwaukee to be favorited, but not not closer to two hundred. And I mean if you're right. That's a personal decision. You know, hedging is always a personal decision. I can't uh, spend your money for you, but. uh Sure. No, okay, okay. I well. mean, see how you feel. And maybe it, it sucks. It sucks to, like, you can't really, you know, let it play out at all because. No, no, no. No, no, no.
1: No, no. You definitely can let it play out because Toronto is the away team. And if Toronto, basically, I need Toronto to win one of the first two. <laughs> right and and in general like we see Let's we us say this one that we see what is when, the line
0: after game one if they lose like go to that uh, it's like i mean look at look at, happened, look, it's look at look at what it's happened it's a home game look what happened with boston yeah milwaukee. it's not supposed to be a big what, shift. what was
1: what was the boston milwaukee line after get that one went from like minus 350 to Minus 125, like that was an enormous shift in the, the expectation of that series. No, like, that's one what I'm game. saying,
0: but you, you can, you can, you can wait, but what if they don't win a, a What if they look bad and they lose the two home game or the two away games? and uh,
1: Then what's, what, you, what, what you you was expected, there? what was expected to happen has happened. And so I'm not, not my position hasn't really changed
0: much. But the, you're saying the number, but the number has moved. The number for sure moved. It doesn't oh, matter if sure, what happened. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, for sure happened. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Right, we're still, right, 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 No, no, the, the number still at a two-zero deficit.
1: Right, right. The numbers, for, the numbers for sure moved, and I've missed my opportunity to hedge at that point. So basically, it's like, so the 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 decision that I'm 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 at the question mark of um, hedging at all, and then if hedging, waiting for one Toronto Raptors win. And I think I'm probably there. I think that's probably my play.
0: If if, think- if you're worried about it, yeah, I think the spot to I, I would either just not hedge, and hope hope things play out. You know, the first if the first four games go home, 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 and you can look, you can reevaluate. But if they do steal away a game, if they steal it, you know home field away, home court away, and then they win game three at home then you're going to have a very nice number to have both sides of it and relax a little but yeah, it's, yeah you kind of got to decide if you're willing to write it out or if you want to push out and do it before the series cuz the numbers you have you can still hedge out at like minus 180 I know sure. what numbers you have you 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 could buy your way out of it and and relax and watch the series i'm very okay. excited i hope you know, um, they're running away with it right now, and I do hope that Toronto takes Game Six, and I hope it's a great series because I, I don't have any skin in the game in the Eastern Conference, and I am super excited for, uh, for this series. Like, I'm, I'm more excited for this than any iteration of what the Western Conference could be. And it's without a doubt,
1: close. no, without a doubt, the. Uh, and we'll get to the Western Conference in a second, but do you think it? Uh Toronto, Milwaukee, go how many games? Regardless of winner, how many games? Six.
0: Six. Six at least.
1: Six at least. I'd bet over right. five and a
0: half with my firstborn. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's winning four or one, I don't think.
1: Yeah. I mean, unless unless, uh,
0: unless there's a major injury or Kawhi yeah, is right. just Right. I was gonna say unless yeah, yeah, unless, unless,
1: unless Brooke Lopez or uh, take pulls a pulls a Zaja Zaja Pachulia and uh, and takes Kawhi Leonard out in game one by sliding oh, under Oh, his... that
0: dirty, yeah. dirty, dirty bastard.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing that would really <laughs> fuck things up. Um, okay. <clears throat> anyway, Western Conference. I, Nugs, Blazers is going seven still, in my opinion, even as amazing as the Nugs looked last night. The Blazers were absolutely gassed. Mike Malone can get effed, leaving his starters in, for 8 minutes of the fourth quarter. 8 minutes of the fourth quarter in a game that was a 30-point game. Terry Stotts can also get F for having you know for for not taking his foot off the gas for having all of his tall white guys out on the perimeter just bombing threes 5 seconds into the shot clock. I guess he had nothing to lose, so I can't be that mad, but that was his strategy. But that the fourth quarter of that game taking that thing over. Boiled my blood. There were so many foul calls. The refs were blowing a, such a soft whistle in that fourth quarter. and The game was so out of reach. I was out of my mind upset about that, and that was my biggest loss by far of the whole playoffs, and that hurt fucking bad. Uh, and uh, yeah, that uh, that was tough. Um, I think that leaving Jokic in till the very end of the fourth quarter, and this is this is shaded with cognitive bias because I am pissed. I think the fact that they left him in that late, and he was huffing and puffing at the end, and that is not a well-conditioned seven-foot-tall white guy. And he was huffing and puffing at the end. He's got to turn around now and play in two nights. And That's they amazing. absolutely, it, it absolutely the entirety of Nug's fortunes go through Joe Kitchen, his ability to get O rebounds and to, to, to be kind of the cleanup man uh, when some of the shooters are not hitting their shots. And without a doubt, uh, he, I'm expecting him to have a subpar performance in Game 6 because he played a hell of a lot of minutes so far in this series, and his usage has been out of this world to this point in the series. And he's going to – I think they're going to struggle to keep up with the Blazers in Portland in the first half, and I think Malone is going to have to see the writing on the wall and pack it up and save it for Game 7. Uh, and that's kind of the way I'm going to be betting into that game of the series, although I'll be, be very, very candid and say I have not had a good read whatsoever on the way – Series has played out so far. With that, I will, uh, I will back to the, you up on that. Let's get to the main event. Uh, and specifically, um, what are you doing about your position on the Warriors? With three games to go, do you feel relatively high confidence that they still beat these Rockets? Because this feels like a goddamn coin flip to me, even with the Warriors having two of the it, three games.
0: It is, and I'm just whatever. I'm just letting it ride because I have a good number. I don't. I don't love hedging. Okay. Even if you could, just let it ride.
1: Let's pretend. Let's pretend you're someone with a lower risk tolerance, then, and you have, you know, your you reverse mortgage your house and put it on the Warriors, and you thought it was a done deal. They were going to win their third straight title, Uh, and now you have to take your reverse mortgage mortgage out on your beach house or your lake house in order to. Uh, come up with some way it's to make a sure you don't. Here. We have a cab. Your cab. Okay. What are you doing? Money line, open money line parlay on Rockets game five, game six. If this goes seven, then you're not as worried. You know what's the what's your approach here for covering covering yourself? Just unload on Rockets at this point. Like you can still get a plus money number on them to win the series. Like, you know, like what, like buy out entirely, you know, like if you are risk averse, what is your appropriate strategy to hedge out of this play? Warriors title that is, or even Warriors series.
0: I think it's a plus. I think it's a plus number for, I think it's a two way market on Warriors. Don't win the title. Oh. I, I mean, I, yeah, without it's it, right I think It's like minus one
1: twenty-five right now. Yeah, you I, can get plus one hundred five to for anyone yeah. else to win the title.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. If you want to just completely uncomplicate it and without open parlays and overthinking it, I think you can just make a bet like the Warriors do not win the title.
1: Do you Which, do it? So uh, that would
0: be if you were if if you were hedging against the Warrior winning the title, that would be the hedge. Yes. Yes. Does it sound so?
1: Yes, I think you're probably right. Actually, um,
0: you can get. I mean, you can you can get a pretty decent number on just uh, the Western Conference. Even you can get uh, Field wins the Western Conference at plus one hundred and sixty.
1: Oh, that's your play. Oh, that's the play.
0: That's your play, right there. Oh, that's
1: the play. Oh my God, really? Wow. Yep. Uh, Warriors are like, no, 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 no. I, I, have, it it I have it. I have it uh... in. Take it back. I take it back. If uh, if Giannis goes to the finals, are we really not giving him any chance? <sighs> wow, wow! I give him a
0: chance to win two games.
1: Wow! They have home court, dude. I don't like that matchup. You don't like that matchup? They f- the Bucks.
0: What? What's Line that? What's that? Serious price?
1: Uh. It is. Let me just double check. The Bucks do have home court in this, don't they? If I'm not mistaken, yeah. The Buccaneer, the Buccaneers won 60, and the Dubiners won 57. So they will be traveling to Game One in in uh, in the great state of beautiful Wisconsin. <clears throat> yeah.
0: The, uh, the Miller Light Brewery, Lakeside Brewery. Yeah. Honestly, it's just breweries there. Lakefront? front. So here's what's going to here's
1: it. what's going to impact the price. What's going to impact the price is um we're expecting high likelihood that the bucks series goes long, right? And we are expecting high likelihood that the dubs were the, if they get out of this, take care of the nuggies or the blazers in 4. And that recalibrates that that recalibrates the entire market to the Warriors will win their next title, and that you probably minus are getting minus. I was gonna say minus two twenty. Uh, probably, you think minus three hundred? Because oh, I, you know what? Yeah, what, it'll be I like mean, what, the Rockets, if, if, the if they blast, if they ass blast right, through you're right, it. You're right, you're right. It'll be 300. will be, it'd be minus Yeah, three. if they ass blast you're through
0: it. in four, you're right. you're and right. the and the the dinosaurs and the Bucks go seven. Yeah, then right. it There'll could be, be minus big three. number.
1: three. It'll be minus three hundred. You're probably right. That was the that was the number opening number on Warriors Rockets, and I think everybody kind of ex, kind of treating this like this is the pseudo finals.
0: Um, which, do you remember the Do you remember the price last year? Granted, completely different than playing Giannis or Kawhi. I think with the oh
1: supporting cast, minus five hundred ish. but what was the price? Head.
0: I think it was five five fifty when we get the minus final.
1: 500, five hundred. Yeah, that was that sounds about right to me. Um, it was basically it was basically a plus money. Can the Cavs win two games? Was like plus one ten ish, if I remember correctly. Anyway, uh, the um, so let's get down to brass tacks then. Uh, Dubs or Rockets in Game Five tonight. Um, the questions that decide the series from where I sit, are in no particular order. Um, Will James Harden's legs give out on him at some point before this is over? Uh, Does Mike D'Antoni have any adjustments, tactical or otherwise, left up his sleeve to differentiate his approach uh, in a way that can give them a tactical advantage over the Warriors? Uh, Do
0: you you feel like Houston was lucky not to... Drop one at home. One of the yes. two.
1: Yes, yes, I do. Things
0: got chintzy at the end both times.
1: Yes, I do. But, I think so, I but think the Dubs, Dubs win the Dubs tonight, but I'm not sure they cover the, Six. the Dubs.
0: The Dubs. Were no, up, and, and I will say, yeah, I will say, you go yeah. back to one and two. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, feels like no matter what happens, like this series should be two and two.
1: Every game is a coin flip, like, and some, two and two
0: some... feel it feels right. right.
1: Some role player who you didn't even know was going to get minutes in this game in, in this series is going to hit like a magical three. You know, and it's going to be the difference maker at some point. And you're going to be like, wow, that's really because like that's how close the this te- these two teams are, in my opinion. Uh, that's how, you know, the so, so little separates them. It's going to take something weird like that. Um, other questions on the on the Warriors side that I have, like how engaged is Steve Kerr at this point? Like and what level of his you know, is of his coaching, you know, acumen and strategy and decision-making are the warriors even listening to, um, that's, you know, do, uh, can, you know, can Kevin Durant, if the going gets tough, if they lose game five, does Kevin Durant even give a shit anymore? Or is he like, all right, well it's over. Like I'm leaving. Like this is, you know, this has been fun, been real. Like I carried you guys as far as I could. Steph and Clay Thompson were zeros, like bye. um, you know, it,
0: he'll just it, slither, slither off to the, into the sunset,
1: slither off and slither off to the Big Apple. Um, and the uh, there are some other questions I had for the Warriors, but they're not you know off the top. Of my, I mean, you know, are we going to get an explosive Steph Curry shooting performance at some point in the series? I tend to think no on that. I I think they are doing the Rockets are doing a very good job of finally, finally. I was like clamoring for this in some of my NBA chats that i kind of you know espoused my uh frustration in. I was clamoring for Dantonio to D'Antoni to attack when they get the curry switch more. He was letting Harden dribble the shit out of the ball for no friggin' reason, uh for you know, for way too much of the series at this point. But they're doing a good job now of, you know, attacking once they get the switch on Steph, getting him tired out on defense, exposing him for his poor defense. Uh, and I think that's impacting some of how he is shooting on the other end. And Chris Paul's in his head a little bit, I think. Chris Paul's always defended Steph Curry very well. He's always been a very he's always been an nightmare matchup for Steph. And so I don't actually expect Steph to, you know, all of a sudden elevate his game tonight or some, you know, or game six or game seven and be the difference maker. It's going to have to be Kevin Durant that does it. Clay uh, Thompson looks hurt to me. Uh, Draymond Green. And Iggy Iggy Iggy's been amazing this series. He got a little dinged with kind of a dirty play by Chris Paul at the end of Game Four. I'm nervous about how healthy he is because they have extremely limited depth on the rock on the on the Warriors team. And if Iggy's not right, if he can't contribute, if Draymond goes gets cold again, which is imminently possible, uh, I think the I I I'm kind of talking myself into the Warriors are in trouble here. Any of that scaring you?
0: Well, yeah, no, at all. I, I'm. If you have Warriors futures, you this is the this is the series. This is the title. Like, I, I do think the uh, Western Conference Finals are four or five games. The finals are five or six. And like this one, this if I didn't have a ticket, I would be very excited about this going Game Seven. But since I do, I'd love to see the Warriors just take five and six here and get it done. Um, but yeah, this is, I mean, this is always going to be the scary series, the way the seating played out the way it looked like, you know, as we got down to it, the seating was going to play out. It's like, shit, we're going to do this one early. Cause I mean, this should be the Western conference finals, but teams don't give a shit in the regular season enough to worry about seating uh, when you're, you know, when you're in the top quarter of the league and you're, you're just kind of going through the motions for sure. The games, sure. Uh, so, I mean, it it, it, su- it sucks that we're getting. It does suck that we're getting this in the you know conference semifinals. But yeah, this was oh no matter when this series was going to happen, this was the one we were going to worry about. Of course, I'm worried as having a dubs ticket, but as having a dubs ticket at pretty much even money, I, I'll still take it. Like I got the I got the best of the number. I knew what I was in for with the. Uh, With Houston, I think we made it through. I'm not even worried about really the boogie injury, whatever. It's just we got through it without any major injuries through the season until that. They're in good shape. They're still the Warriors. Maybe it is a coin flip the rest of the series, but, I mean, I got a coin flip price.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Ride or die. Okay. You got better than a coin flip price, didn't you? If you could get that price you got on a coin flip, you would just flip coins the rest of your life, wouldn't you? <laughs> Pretty much.
0: I'd have to look. I don't think it was I don't think it was quite even. It was it certainly wasn't minus one ten though.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Well, um uh I
0: got it I got it down a couple places.
1: I think I think the first question that I posed was kind of the key still, and it's a matter of whether or not Harden's legs disappear on him. Um and you'll know it when you see it. Like if you're if you've been watching this series, like you will know it. Uh, and he showed a little bit of creaks in the Utah series uh, there. It wasn't a hard series for the team overall because they were so much better and they were such a brutal matchup. Um, but, um, you know, if, if halfway through game five, if uh, if his threes are hitting the underside of the front rim, uh, it is time to absolutely unload all of your friggin' roll on, on the dubs because as Harden goes, the Rockets go. And... Um, yeah, it's pretty amazing to watch.
0: Do you think it's because he always kicks his legs out into people, and that makes him <laughs> like? A I do
1: think that's exactly what it is. Um, anyway, uh, the that's about all I got for NBA. Uh, I'm out, man. Um, it's been fun. Uh, um, and oh, Major no, I got one baseball more.
0: hot take. No, no, no oh, I get a baseball hot take. But before we get to baseball, all I got right. One more. All right. I thought we were saving basketball for next week. We are. Like, we you talked big. <laughs> we <laughs> no, we're saving NBA we're for saving. When, we, when we have our guest on.
1: The- yeah, we're we're saving. What we're are we gonna the, what are we going to do with the Celtics? Then we talked we about it for half an hour. Right. Well, I was overflowing with. Oh well, yeah, yeah off season. So.
0: Yeah, the off season stuff.
1: Off season stuff. Um, okay. Now, what in the blue? And Kyrie, flag- if
0: you're listening, which you aren't because you're playing a game, like, dude, you take to, take your jersey off and give it to somebody when you're leaving. Like before you even hit the tunnel, <laughs> I want to see the, I want to see that move. That'd be great. The ultimate power move. Fuck you, Boston. I'm done. That'd be great, Which man. He is
1: anyway. Probably. Uh, All right. Okay. What's your
0: last take?
1: Last take. Uh, I'm annoyed about people who are clamoring for NHL playoffs are been better than the NBA playoffs, and NBA ratings are down, and blah blah blah. Like no. Like this that is a misread entirely. And I know I'm immersed in this and I'm thinking about this when I wake up when I go to bed. I think and some people just many like hours hockey in between.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: some people just like hockey. but but the NHL playoffs have been enjoyable. They've been fine, but they haven't been so freaking amazing this year that I would in any way, shape, or form qualify them as better than the NBA playoffs, especially in round two. Like I, I really I, I enjoyed round one, the upsets were amazing. There were some amazing games that came down to some amazing individual plays, uh, the likes of which you rarely see in hockey, and I really loved it. Round two has been a bust for me in the NHL. I haven't gotten into any of these series. We had two game sevens. I, did you watch any uh, Stars uh, blues last night? Did that get your blood going at all? Game oh, seven, no, I don't, overtime?
0: I... I just taken. I'm a I'm a box I'm a box score guy. I did for a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. I mean, uh, one, once once my Islanders are eliminated, I, I did I did dip my toes into hockey Twitter. I was I was given some hot takes. But uh, <laughs> you know now I, I have to bow out. My teams are out like, once again. I will say it. Congratulations again to America. We won the cup again. Twenty five straight years. Um. Hopefully for the That's sake of, of our boy the mill. The hell, Cal, oh, I mean, it, it, it you talk about like Cal Ripken, you talk about uh, uh, who's the why am I why can't I think of the guy with the hit streak for the 50th, uh, DiMaggio, DiMaggio, yeah, DiMaggio, yeah, the 56 games. I mean, uh, Johnny Vandermeer, two straight no hitters, those are great yeah. streaks, but 25 straight years as a country to win the Stanley Cup. Good job, America. Um, i 'd love to see it broken though um i'd really like Calgary to win for P- mill really needs he needs a win up there
1: yeah he does he needs they, they don't have
0: many teams in calgary it's i mean they they don't apparently the stampeders winning the c f l wasn't as big of a deal to him as it was for me yeah but no I, I you know i'm just not a big we're not big hockey guys i think it probably is exciting for the, the hockey it is a good setup. I love the seven-game series. There was a few too many sweeps for my taste, but uh, there's been a lot of playoff uh, overtime, which is awesome. Just ask John Boy. And I mean that's been fun. But yeah, it's hard for me to like even determine it, have they been good playoffs because I don't pay enough attention. It's uh, yeah, it's yeah, fun. Yeah with the, the, the game. We have a game seven going on right now, don't we? Is that? Av
1: yes. Is that... San Jose is up one, nothing. And uh, yeah, it's up two nothing now. Okay. Two one. Well, good job. Good job. Good effort. Um, I think it's no, two it's one
0: seven. right now. So good job. Oh, hockey teams. One. Good job. Good hockey job player.
1: Hockey, yeah, Good job. Um, what's your, what's your baseball hot take so far?
0: Oh, okay. Keep... just because I only follow the twins.
1: Not, yes, between uh, as twinks. much as I,
0: you know, I talk about how I've, I've become less of a fan of my home teams as I get immersed more in gambling because it sure it helps you to distance yourself from the, uh, the tribalism, the, of,
1: yeah, and the home, it's just, the favorite, the like favorite bias, seeing how,
0: and yeah, just seeing how some people are about their favorite teams just makes me sick to my stomach. Anyway, so I still like my twins. I cheer for them, but I've separated myself enough to bet against them. And they're good. They're good this year, and I do believe they will continue to be a good team. But I'm looking at their schedule coming up, and with the injuries in Cleveland and the way the Twins have set themselves up so far this season, I think there might be some opportunities to finally bet against them once they, like the, the Angels are bad. The honestly, the, they're playing the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays aren't good. The B-ing schedule the for like, the, the next B-ing three the weeks. The Blue Jays is, right now. Yeah, they're. Yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna sweep the Blue Jays. They should win most of their next series. Uh, Detroit, Detroit showed some nice pitching, but their hitting is still pretty suspect. Then they have the Angels, the Mariners, who have come way back to earth. The Angels again, the White Sox, which are not good. So you've got like 15 straight games against sub 500 teams here. We're gonna get to the end of May, and if the Twins have like a five, six, seven game lead on the Indians, like. I'm I'm taking an Indians future because the twins schedule. I mean, they, they have had to play the Astros a little, but they've had a shitload of games against the Orioles. They're gonna play a bunch against the Angels. Like yeah. they've had a soft schedule. It toughens up here. June. So
1: late May. So that's that's June my only baseball like, hot yeah. take. That's a great one, man. Late it, May it does, and June oh, looks like it like does hell. get a huh.
0: lot tougher.
1: They got a lot In of, Cleveland, of Rays, Cleveland's lot of not Cleveland. bad. Cleveland, they Cleveland got a lot is of Red Sox. Yeah. yeah
0: well, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Cleveland, Cleveland can make up some ground quickly once they get some players back and they play the twins a bunch. If they can if they can win two out of three against the twins a few times, they're gonna make up some ground in a hurry. So if that does come to fruition, it looks like kind of uh, about two to three weeks here. <laughs>
1: Freaking the love next to nice the lead.
0: I'm gonna take some Indians to win the central. Wait, doesn't do make doesn't are we missing are we missing part
1: one? Are we missing
0: part one of this two part
1: plan? Twins to win the central, you already have to
0: take some so twins right now. Yeah, take oh, yeah, some twins I mean, right now, plus year.
1: money, and come back at uh, at India's plus money. Yeah, but well, not everybody has twins in, in their pocket. It's probably value right now, right? What, what kind of number do you think it was?
0: Oh, and I forgot I have my, what's the other stupid bet I made that I tweeted. Sometimes I don't even bet like the actual plus EV bets I'm actually making on stuff, I'll just tweet the, the ridiculous things that I that I Post, but I bet like the Twins meet the Phillies in the World Series at a sure. big number. Like actually, that doesn't look, you know, and that doesn't look terrible.
1: No, it sure doesn't. The Phillies um, are
0: good. Okay,
1: so well, I, I'm gonna play. Yeah, we along should do some I, more I,
0: baseball yet this summer.
1: I, I'm gonna play along because I like this. I'm gonna take Twinks uh, now uh, with their. Ooh, dude! Cleveland's got a minus fourteen run Christ. run diff. Cleveland does not have a good run differential, man. Um and the Twinkies do, Uh, but yeah, that's gonna that separation is gonna get to like it's gonna get to about six or seven games before Memorial Day. Well, I'll say five and a half at least, maybe six. That's gonna get to like six games before Memorial Day. You don't play another tough team until Memorial Day, by the way. Um, so this is your time to shine, Twinks. Um,
0: no, that's what I'm saying. It is it is a hell of a stretch of bad teams that they're going to play in a row here before they yeah, end really. up with, with some Rays, some Cleveland, some some tougher games. No, it's kind of a wild, unbalanced schedule. And I will say, to, to temper the expectations on that, they do get to play... And this does go for both teams, so I don't know if it's actually a, a good point to make. But um, the Indians and Twins do get to play the Royals, the White Sox, the Tigers, a bunch. So... I think a lot of it might come down to what team can who takes team care of stay hot against. Who takes, yeah, care, who of takes care of business? And they, uh, the Indians about. got Lindor back. The Indians will get their pitching back together. And they'll be buyers. They're going to be buyers. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know. Everybody wants bullpen help, apparently. The way any baseball game I've watched this year, it's like, hey, that that team. Could use uh, help in the bullpen, so I don't know how that's going to go or what the Indians will be buying. But yeah, there'll be buyers. They're expecting to win this division. They're not going to, you know, punt on the season. I wouldn't think so. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think I like whatever number it may be eventually. And that's like uh, that's deep dive baseball for you.
1: I like this man. Um, the just to put a fine point on this, the Indians have um, seven games against the Red Sox and the and the Tampa Bay Rays. Before the Twins play another team that has a winning record, so yeah, that's what I don't oh, no, I
0: at yeah, I forgot to even mention the Indian schedule. Like it, it could be an eight game, it could be an an eight game. You know, lead in the division sounds big, but it'll be May. You don't have parades in May. I mean, you can, I guess, but you know what I mean.
1: Can I ask you then? Have you been paying attention to any of the award markets in baseball? Because it sure feels like there's been some overreactions there to some hot starts. Is that nuts?
0: Well, I've been, I've been, yeah, and mostly just because of our our friend Christian. You know. <laughs> he's, I mean, well, he, he, he keeps he's, me updated, and it's yeah. I'm not even teasing him. He led, the charge, like, he, he led he, the charge on this. He led the charge on this. Yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, for sure. For
1: sure, he's he locked in much better he numbers.
0: gold than, yeah. on a couple tickets.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, there's there's a there's someone who is a, a two to one favorite right now to win, and he got some hundred to one.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: uh that's good. I mean, granted, <laughs> it's it's a long way until we get to the end of the season. There's many a slip twixt the cup and the lip, but I mean, he's got his tickets up, on, and he knows what he's doing. He's not he's not a dumb fella. He's got his tickets up on prop swap, and and getting people. You know, if somebody wants those. And uh, on a guy that's two, three to one, they can buy a ticket from him, which essentially will give them a seven to one ticket. So they're getting great value and he's getting a bunch of money guaranteed. So it's kind of a nice deal for everybody. So
1: it's not a sponsored post. Um, Yeah. Let's, should we show, (laughs) should we show for that?
0: Yeah. Like just, well, no, I mean, if you're looking at that you want a big old fat ticket and I mean, you you don't have to tell your friends you bought it off prop swap either. You can be like, "Oh, look, I had them."
1: Oh yeah, you can one. you can take that straight to the gram. You can take that straight to the gram. Man. Get some get some big put time. Put that right uh, on the internet. On, get some internet hearts, man. Take that right to the. Uh, right.
0: Put that on the IG. <laughs> look right how smart I was.
1: Yeah, hashtag. Yeah, way. write your name on the uh, ticket, you know.
0: Like, <laughs> do that so they can't do that shit.
1: Does that does that reduce the value though? Because I don't know. anyway, all right, good stuff, man. Uh, also, congrats. That's an autograph. To, yeah, yeah. Congrats to our uh, our old pal Barry Horse for destroying baseball to this point in the season. I uh, hope he uh, continues to uh, own the market, and uh, it's that's fun to follow along with as well. Um, should we wrap? I got. I'm pretty. I'm pretty much out of sports thoughts.
0: Yeah. Congratulations to. Uh the the Boston Celtics for having their best quarter of the game so far. They got 23 <laughs> points in the third.
1: Yes. That is uh, I, things see, are looking up. Yeah. They were they they closed it a little bit. And did <laughs> you see uh do you see uh for the Buckaroos, uh Pat Connaughton, Notre Dame's finest, yes, uh, and literally a guy that if you you I'm literally surprised he's not wearing a Celtics jersey, uh stuck a dagger in the old uh in the old Celtics. That was uh, pretty funny.
0: Yeah, he has as many threes made as Kyrie. Kyrie is now 5 of 19. Just padding that resume. Aye, aye,
1: aye. Aye, aye, aye.
0: Sorry. And sorry, trigger trigger warning for the... uh... Trigger warning for the Boston fans. I don't think this is how trigger warnings work, where you do it afterwards. But uh, yeah,
1: and tune in next uh, way, next Wednesday. Understand. Tune in next Wednesday when we figure out. Oh what yeah, do talk. the what do the Celtics do now? Uh, besides sign Pat Connaughton to a max deal, uh, what do the Celtics do now? Uh, but you no, know, next week we have a lot of great content coming up. Let's tease a little bit of this because we have oh, some yeah. people let's that tease yeah, the we got shit out Evans. of people. Really, and by teasing the shit out of this, I'm just going to say it on a podcast. So now these people can't uh, necessarily back out on us without looking, uh, you know, looking a little sus, suspect. Not that I expect that at all. Uh, But uh, next Monday is going to be a ton of fun. Uh, We are going to talk to Captain Jack uh, about uh, you know he's he's been finger on the pulse because he lives on the East Coast, finger on the pulse of uh, the burgeoning legal. Gambling space in the United States It's been one year going since the end Of prohibition of uh, Of what was it Papspa got repealed Um, And uh, so we're going to talk Yeah Papsmere got repealed one year ago So we're going to talk to Captain Jack about sort of The state of the industry uh, A year in Uh, he's got some Amazing stories as well so that should be a ton Of fun very much looking forward to that on Monday Um, And then uh, as I mentioned We got a great great basketball Guy Uh, To talk with us on um, Wednesday, we'll hit some more NBA playoffs. We'll know for sure what the East and West Conference finals are. And we'll even have a couple Eastern and Western Conference final results in hand. So we can kind of talk about how those series are shaping up as well as what the hell to do with the teams that got eliminated this round, because there's going to be a lot of questions to asked of the Warriors or the Rockets, whoever gets eliminated. There's going to be a lot of questions asked about Philly and Boston and uh, presumably even the Blazers, uh, if they get bounced. Um, So that should be a really fun, really fun topic. I cannot wait to talk about this. Um, uh, We kind of
0: went over our whole next month and boy, we've got – a lot yeah, go, what, what else we got. What, for yeah, not really you having, you know, for not having the NFL. And we are gonna get into the NFL. We're not hundred percent sure on the timing or the guests. two but we NFL have pods. Good ideas. Yeah, we are two gonna NFL do pods. full yeah, two full NFL pods. Well one definitely going over some of these early numbers before they start getting moved all summer on the regular season win totals. Our, we'll reach out second to the French open we'll reach out to second big slam
1: for that for sure. Um, for the regular season wins. It could, tease that a little bit.
0: I've got some. Tease ideas. that a little
1: bit. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll reach out to one of our overseas friends for some insight into the regular season. The guy who who eats, breathes, and sleeps, and thinks about NFL even when it's the off season. So that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, second NFL pod with an analyst guy, guy that I really like, uh, following and, and hearing kind of what's going on in the burgeoning analytics space of the NFL, and try to figure out how we can apply some of that stuff to our handicap. Um, what else? French Open. Is coming up at the end of this month and French uh, Open. Yeah, French Open, we'll get, uh, get a little, little, love. little uh, talk to talk to the ball boys for the French Open. That's gonna be fun.
0: Talk a little tennis.
1: Talk a little tennis. Yeah, I want,
0: I want to do a little, uh, I because you know we I do have a secondary podcast there where we just we break down every tennis tournament on the men's side every week, going over it and talking outright. It's, but I kind of want to do some some ball boys crossover here where we just. Maybe, and we've done a little Tennis 101 in the past, but maybe a little more Tennis 102, like some things you can do once you get to know how tennis betting works, some things, some resources maybe you you could be using to start to sharpen up your tennis handicap because, fuck, it's uh, it's something I bet still every week because it is every week. You can bet so much tennis if you really want and you pay attention. It's a fun sport to get your dgen on yeah and for and, sure i mean you can do well if you pay attention so uh what, yep. is that all we had i mean uh I no had, we got uh, we had a few EV, other things
1: plus but, ev analytics we're going to talk about he's doing a really yep. interesting study right now kind of helping you know specifically addressing um you know how predictive markets are uh which if you are a plus ev better or you aspire to be a plus ev better that's going to be a cannot miss um we got uh yeah, there's there's going to be all kinds of gambling topics hit. I'm sure I'm forgetting some. So we've lined you up, and I've forgotten. Uh, we're going to reach out to Rufus at one point, at some point, and talk uh, gambling stories. That should be fun. Um, maybe I haven't heard back for sure on a date from the guy who wrote, wrote the poker guy who wrote the. Uh, uh, this logic of sports betting book, which everybody seems to be pretty high on, so we'll see. Uh, you know, we have a lot of interesting topics for the next month. I've read, I've read part in of that Sports. Now. Yeah. Yep yep, yep, yep. yep. So that'll be fun.
0: Um, oh yeah. yeah, and we're yes, it's it's going to be a solid month of guests and topics. And you know, if there's somebody else you want to hear on here, don't come to us. Shame them into coming on. <laughs> yes. Immediately. That's a great point. <laughs> Get That's in a their point. DMs. Yeah, don't, that's a great point. Because, there's some right. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk right. we'll talk to anybody. Don't, we love, don't tell we love us. talking to
1: We do some our these we do folks. we do some hard work behind don't the scenes call us, lining we'll call up you. yeah. We do smart work behind the scenes lining up some interesting guests. If there's someone you want to hear from, get in their mentions and be like, "Hey, why why haven't you been on? I want to hear what you have to say about this." Uh, and then that uh, then that that's that's all we need. That's all the motivation we need. Wisdom we're, you know, we're we're looking for uh the power of the crowd here. Um all right, let's wrap it up. This was a hell of a lot of fun. Um poo-poo platter of sports topics in a very busy month.
0: Yeah, we spent 40 minutes just talking before this about nothing. We yeah. talked a lot of soccer. Just oh like, dude. Like, what should we talk about? Do you tonight? want one? Do you want
1: yeah. one funny? Do you want one really funny story? UCL, was, UCL you want,
0: was yeah, we I know we skipped this week. We yes. skipped like, that.
1: <laughs> that was wild. 15 to 1 Liverpool advances and 20 five to one at one point in Tottenham advances, that was wild. You could
0: get Liverpool over 20 to one to advance. I mean, there were some big, fat numbers out there on that one.
1: Mm, Jeez. Oof. That's The rarity of those two things happening on their own, let alone in consecutive days, is not lost on me. But they're independent events, so you really can't say that the probability of this happening and then this happening is correlated at all, right? Anyway, um, what was I going to tell you? Oh, uh, funny-ass story. For to end the poo platter on uh so we did the uh the tvg promo last week right and uh we were going back and forth oh man is anyone even gonna freaking sign up for this like to you see know, we have no freaking clue we, we don't really have a lot of understanding or respect for how many people even listen to this podcast and if you're even listening now two hours in you win a, a, a merit badge because i don't know who is still tuned in but uh we did hear from some people who use the tvg promo uh, most of them were like, "Hey, TVG is trying to not give me my three hundred uh, dollars," and we helped them get that resolved. So good on TVG for coming through with their free one hundred dollars that was promised to everyone that deposited one hundred dollars to bet on the Kentucky Derby. Uh, and um, one of the guys that I like personally helped on that, uh, he hit a uh, uh, a, t- a what he hit the he hit the trifecta in the Derby, which paid. $2 trifecta paid uh, 25000 I think, uh, or $22,000. So he made a five-figure payday out of a $2 trifecta on the Derby uh, using two free dollars that he got from the Whale Capper promo. So that was very cool. So congratulations to our buddy there. Uh, that is a true story. This is not bullshit. Uh, and... Um, one of my uh, one of our sharp uh, friends, I met him up, met up with him for lunch yesterday, and I was telling him that story, and he told me a story that absolutely killed me. He's like, okay, there's a guy who's, you know, relatively well known in the gambling space, in the gambling media space especially. Who he's like, this guy is a dick. Like he's he's just he's not well liked. He's, he's and I'm not going to name names, but he's this guy's not well liked. Um and um and he was he had been doing. Uh, promos for um, bet online and uh, affiliate promos like full on, like affiliate promos where you are getting a cut of the losses of people who are depositing at, at the shop, right? And he was like, I, he was like, I, he's this, this is an advantage player. He was like, you know what? Screw this guy, I'm going to deposit money using this guy's promo and just bet into these markets that I dominate and you know, stack money until my account gets locked. Uh, and he said he, he was doing it because the affiliate balance sheet, if you refer people who are sharp and win money, that comes off of what they have to pay you as an affiliate. Did you know that?
0: I did not until just now. That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> it was. And so he was basically like yeah so he was basically like screw this guy like I'm gonna specifically take a bite out of his affiliate fees by hitting my advantage plays in this prop market and, and, uh, and screwing his you know, limit you know limit plays in, in this prop market and, and uh, specifically it's like you know so it's like one month he's getting you know two thousand kickback and the next month they're like, oh you're negative bro <laughs> like you know the people that you referred like uh, they're actually winning money from us so we don't owe you anything. So that cracked me up so hard. you actually owe I,
0: us, Jack. <laughs> you
1: owe us, man. who the hell are you referring this to what was what, going on here uh so that that I just died when I heard that story that made me so happy so uh with all that um we don't we didn't collect affiliate fees from the t v g thing, so we had no sweat paying off twenty two thousand dollars that one of our guys had to trifecta on uh it all comes from a pool anyway. Though.
0: well, it's not funny. it's funny yeah. how the my head, my head was so backwards and I even spent five minutes talking about paramutual betting like oh, of course. that. We saw that guy. Yeah. He, hit, he hit a $22,000 payday on two bucks. <laughs> yes. and, you know, he made other bets. See, it's not like, it's not yeah, like he right, made right. one $2 bet. He made, he boxed up a bunch of plays and he hit it. But, and I'm like, Oh shit. Uh, hopefully they don't realize like he was referred by us, and then I'm like, you know, eventually it's like, oh, he, they don't, they don't care. That's just pool money. It doesn't matter who wins or how many people win. Yeah. They, it's like we said, they take their cut. The, the books, whoever's taking the action, they take their cut first. So I don't know. I don't think it, it doesn't matter. Horse yeah, racing's uh no, it's a horse of a different color, but no, yeah, I that think was totally was a net, cool. Shout out, out to that guy. Yeah.
1: That was, was awesome to see him yeah, that The whole promo the whole promo was definitely a net win. I got to pet a
0: horse. That was my highlight. You got to you got to pet a horse. Good good job by you.
1: Um all right man, let's wrap this up. This was a ton of fun, as always. Enjoy your weekend. Get some winners. R.I.P. Celtics. Uh, hopefully, RIP Sixers, and oh God, uh, yeah. and yeah, Dubs war- Dubs Rockets gonna be fire. I cannot wait for this game. Enjoy.